0: While I appreciate everyone's courage to throw their name in the hat, it does not automatically mean they're qualified. (laughs) These candidates were not supported by Sheridan County voters. We would not be doing our job if we selected one of these threes that were not supported by the county.
1: I've got it all this morning. Dereliction of duty, lying politicians, and ignoring the will of voters. And of course, the media that's just lying right along with them this one's going to be fun we've got lots to do come on let's go Good morning, my friends, and welcome from very high above all the vacuous and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media. This is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming. Cowboy State Politics is Wyoming's most listened to podcast. Documented to be almost always right 98.6% of the time. It doesn't really matter what I do. That number continues to go up. And really, all I have to do is to continue to tell you the truth. A concept that seems to escape just about everybody else. Everybody but you, that is. In any case, my friends, welcome to the program. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, I've got it all this morning. Dereliction of duty, lying politicians, the works. It's as if they just can't help themselves. And let me tell you why. We are dealing with two completely different worldviews. For all of us that live on Mount Normal, that ought to be a mountain over in the South Central Bighorn Mountains... But in that place, the ends do not justify the means. How we get to our goal is at least as important as the end goal itself. We would never cheat to win a game. There would be no victory in it, and thus no reason to participate in the game in the first place. We would never accept the preposterous notion that to create world peace you have to eliminate an entire race. That, of course, is absurd. Similarly, We would never attempt to gain power with a fraudulent election. That would be subverting the Constitution and the rule of law. We, who apparently live in some sort of fictional place, believe that we are a nation of laws, not a nation of men. We believe that there are certain concepts that are just sacrosanct. The word of God, freedom, liberty, rights, everything that makes this country what it is, and not what the other side is attempting to turn it into. And then directly to our left, and to my incomprehensibly extreme left, a group of folks that believe exactly the opposite of the way we do. For them, the ends absolutely justify the means. That it doesn't matter what you do to get to your end goal, so long as you gain power, everything is okay. That's what allows them to lie, to cheat, to steal and to subvert everything that we, the people that believe in this country and the rule of law, hold so dear. These are the type of people that would cheat to win the World Series and then rejoice in the outcome. Notice I didn't say victory because, of course, you can't have any victory if you cheat. But you see, that's not a problem for them. The end goal is the only thing that matters to them. Two completely different worldviews. And the language surrounding these two different worldviews is also interesting. They call our side the right, right meaning correct. And the baffling thing about it is those folks on the other side embrace the terminology, almost admitting that we are correct all of the time and they are not. And they denigrate all of us for being on the right Absolutely insistent that we are creatures of a bygone era, and because we're not as progressive as they are, that our thoughts should be completely disregarded. And in their arrogance, they absolutely demand that we follow their ideology, even though everything points to them being wrong about everything. So you see, my friends, we're all dealing with people that look at the world in a completely different way than we do. And they know that we're the folks that are going to follow the law, that revere the Constitution. And so our behavior is predictable. On the other hand, though, they think that subverting the law, getting around it, finding the little tips and tricks that can get them out of whatever it is the law says they can't do is part of the game. I know. Completely despicable. But there's another group of people that historically have tried to do the very same thing. It always ends in tyranny, socialism, and eventually communism. The people that we're talking about, and I know that it probably sounds crazy to you, but intuitively you know that I'm right, but they really are no different than leftist commie pinkos, because that's the end goal of what they're doing, some sort of idiotic utopian idea that has never worked in history. And only they, only they, know how to make that happen. And thus, we have to follow them. No matter what the will of the people is, because of course the people are ignorant and they don't know what's best for them. So those elites that sit in their ivory towers in their county courthouses know how the world should work. And we, the little people, should just shut up and listen to them. And if they had any brains at all... The little tyrants would just sit down, but of course they won't because they're tyrants. It really is a circuitous arrangement. Even though all of the concepts that I'm talking about are pretty high above all of the government that most of us interact with on a daily basis, it manifests itself in its most pronounced form in the government that is closest to you at the city and county level. The environmental consultant that got herself elected as a county commissioner and thus, by virtue of her office, thinks that she can tell everybody else how the government should work. A perfect example. Before I get into our top story this morning, let me just give you a perfect example of this woman's behavior and how power has gone to her pointed little head.
0: Some decorum in here, please. Yeah. 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 While I appreciate everyone's courage, throw their name in the hat it does not automatically mean they're
1: qualified <laughs> and who is she to decide who is qualified and who is not when 84 percent of sheridan county is republican and the republican central committee selected three candidates for county commissioner who is christy haswell to determine who is qualified and who is not that is not her decision that's a decision that is left up to the people It doesn't matter if they selected the dog catcher or the guy that works out of the cemetery to be on the county commission. I'm absolutely not saying that those two people aren't deserved. The truth is they would do a much better job than Christy Haswell ever thought of doing. It was just two examples. Two examples of two positions that are far more valuable than anything Christy Haswell contributes to Sheridan County. And frankly, it doesn't matter who the voters choose. It's the will of the voters. That's far more important than anything Christy Haswell can think up. A little bit later in today's episode, I'm going to play you some audio where Christy Haswell thinks that she, she alone knows what the will of the voters is. But for the moment, I digress. My point in this morning's monologue is that we're dealing with two groups of people. One group of people that believes in the will of the voter, believes in our system, in our representative democracy and the other group of people that are elitists that sit in their ivory tower and think that they can issue decrees from on high and by virtue of their vaulted position that they should just be listened to. This morning I'm going to give you two examples that couldn't be clearer of what I'm talking about. First we're going to talk about what happened in Sheridan County yesterday where the county commissioners refused to select one of the candidates brought to them by the Republican Party for county commissioner, and the other, Ogden Driscoll and Albert Somers, lying to you once again. But before we get to any of that, let's get a word from our sponsors. This portion of this morning's program has been brought to you by Rebecca Bextell at Compass Real Estate. Whether you're buying or selling, you need a real estate agent that you can trust. That person is Rebecca Bextell. She sold $25 million worth of property last year, and listen to this, she's been known to talk buyers out of purchasing a property, simply because it didn't meet their needs and she didn't want them to have to settle. So it doesn't matter if you're buying or selling, give Rebecca Bextell a call. Her phone number is 307-699-3519. In real estate, you need an agent that you can trust. That's Rebecca. Give her a call. Let's get to our top story. There's a couple of things that are happening in Sheridan County. You have one at the Central Committee level and another at the County Commissioner's level. They both boil down to the same issue, that there's a vacancy on the Sheridan County Commission. But I split them up just so I can explain exactly what's going on. Both parts of it are uniquely important. At the county commission level, there's a vacancy on the Sheridan County Commission. It was vacated by Alan Thompson, who took a position with the Wyoming Sheriff's Association. If you ask me, he had it all planned before he ever got elected. He was just hedging his bet on whether or not he was going to take the position with the Sheriff's Association. I mean, that would be a no-brainer. I'm sure he's making around six figures with that one. Well, anyhow, there's a vacancy. We've seen this exact same scenario play out across the state in the last few years. There was the vacancy created by Hans Hunt, Representative Hans Hunt, when he went to work for Cynthia Lummis. There was the vacancy for the Secretary of State, and there was also a vacancy for the Wyoming Superintendent of Public Instruction. All three of those had the same liberal arguments encircling them. That the Wyoming Republican Party doesn't know what they're doing. That the candidates that were selected don't represent the will of the voters. That they're not qualified. And, well, you know the reason for all of those arguments. That it's only the liberals that are qualified to govern. All of those arguments are bullcrap. Our system was set up so that ordinary people could be put in positions of power so that they could govern. And when they were done, they could go back to their normal lives. And Wyoming statute is very, very clear on the subject. It's 18 3 524, and it spells out exactly how you fill a vacancy at the county level or above. Without reading the entire paragraph to you, you can do that yourself. Here's essentially how it works a vacancy is created, and then the county central committee or the state central committee, depending on which level of office there's a vacancy in, they get together and they choose three candidates to send to either the county commission or the governor. The governor handles the five electeds in the state. All of the others are handled at the county commission level. So either the commissioners or the governor choose one candidate from those three that was sent to them by whichever political party controlled the office before the vacancy was created. So either the Republicans or the Democrats or the Libertarians. And there's also a provision on how to handle it if the office was held by an independent. So it's all spelled out pretty clearly how that whole thing works. But it never works out as smooth as it's listed out in statute. There's always legal maneuvering. For example... When the vacancy for the state superintendent of public instruction was created, Tom Lubnow, liberal redcoat attorney in Gillette, and Eric Barlow filed a lawsuit trying to get the court to move for a, an election for the superintendent of public instruction. Uh, that was denied, and the governor still had to choose. So in Sheridan County, Alan Thompson vacated his seat. And so the Sheridan County Republican Central Committee got together and chose three candidates to send to the county commission. Those three candidates were Holly Jennings, daughter of Representative Mark Jennings and vice chairman of the Sheridan County Republican Party, Mike Arzey and Brian Helfridge, all three of which ran for the county commission in the previous election. They're all solid people. I know all of them. And quite frankly, the Republican Party in Sheridan County was doing their county commissioners a favor. They gave them three people that were skilled in three different ways. What more could the Sheridan County commissioners want? Well, we all know the answer to that. They all wanted another liberal pinko commie just like them. So, yesterday morning, here's what happened. And let me, before I get into this, actually. Let me just give you the headline from Sheridan Media, and we'll handle the media part of this at the very beginning because they're lying just like the county commissioners are. Here's the headline, and I quote Sheridan Commission opts to not fill commission seat, end quote. The Sheridan County Commission does not have the option to not fill a county commissioner's seat. The statute doesn't say, if you don't like any of the three candidates that were given to you by the political party, then you can just not choose and pick somebody else. It doesn't say that at all. In fact, Wyoming statute 18.3.524 says, and I quote, "...the board of county commissioners shall fill the vacancy within 20 days after receiving the list from the county central committee by appointing one of the persons whose names are submitted by the county central committee." End quote. The word shall is mandatory. It means will. In the words of the great Maha Rushi, two plus two is four, not five if you want it to be five. And this is not to be discriminatory, this is to stand up for language. Words mean things. Words mean things. You don't get to just disregard them because you don't like them or you want to ignore them. They're in statute for a reason. The word shall is in that statute because it means you will do something. There are other words in the statute that apparently the Sheridan County Commissioners and Christy Haswell can't understand. We'll get to those in just a second. But the part of the statute that Sheridan Media is apparently unable to read and comprehend is... 183524 subparagraph B, which says, and I quote, "If the remaining members of the board of county commissioners fail to fill any vacancy in, in a board of county commissioners within the time specified in this section, any qualified elector of the county may file a petition with the clerk of the district court of the county in which the vacancy occurred, requesting the judge of the district court to fill the vacancy." end quote." Now, if the statute only said that, well, then Christy Haswell could do whatever she darn well pleased. Unfortunately, being subparagraph B, it means that it follows subparagraph A. If they fail to fill a vacancy does not mean if they so choose not to fill a vacancy, if they don't want to fill a vacancy, or if they don't like any of the candidates. It means if they are physically incapable of filling a vacancy. That's why the word shall is in subparagraph A. So anyway, that's why Sheridan Media used the word ops not to fill a vacancy, because they're incapable of understanding Wyoming's statute. The county commissioners don't have a choice in the matter. They have to choose one of the three candidates that were submitted to them. But that's Sheridan Media for you. They believe that they are among the elitists that can tell we the people what to do. And while I'm on the subject of Wyoming statute, why did the Sheridan County commissioners refuse to pick one of those candidates? Remember, it's not that they couldn't choose, it's that they wouldn't choose. This is to stand up for language. Words mean things. More words mean things. So before I get too far into this, let me just play for you exactly how all of this went down, and then we'll talk about it. So here's the audio from the Sheridan County Commission meeting yesterday, in which all three candidates were brought up for a vote, and, well, you can listen to what happened. New session and reconvene into open session. Second. Motion and a second. All those in
0: favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed? (coughs) We are back into open session. Moving on to item four, appointment of temporary successor to field county commission vacancy. Madam Chair, Mr. I move to appoint uh, Michael Larzee to fill a vacancy for the position of Sheridan County Commissioner assuming his or her duties upon taking the oath of office and executing his official bond to the state of Wyoming and continuing until January 1st, 2025. Do we have a second? Do we have a second? Do we have a second? The motion fails
1: for lack of a second motion. Madam Chairman, I move to appoint Brian Helfrich to fill the vacancy for the position of Sheridan County Commissioner, assuming his duties upon taking the oath of office and executing his official bond to the state of Wyoming, continuing until January 1, 2025. Do we have a second?
0: Do we have a second? Do we have a second? Motion fails for lack of a second.
1: Madam Chair, I move to appoint Holly Jennings to fill the vacancy for the position of Sheridan County Commissioner, assuming her duties upon taking the oath of office and executing her official bond to the state of Wyoming and continuing until January 1st, 2025.
0: Do we have a second? Do we have a second? We have a second, yep. and the motion fails for lack of a second. Wow. I, I would like to close um, by saying this, that we take this elected position very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we need some decorum in here, please. Yeah. 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 While I appreciate everyone's courage, throw their name in the hat, it does not automatically mean they're qualified. <laughs> these candidates, oh my God. These oh candidates oh were my not gosh. supported by Sheridan County voters. We would not be doing our job if we selected oh. one of these threes that were not supported by the county. Really? How dare you? Oh we are adjourned
1: at 10.02. Oh. I know, pretty shocking. Well, let's just break this down a little bit. There's no way that Christy Haswell or any of the remaining Sheridan County Commissioners came up with this whole thing on their own. And your first clue that they didn't is this little slip. The
0: motion fails for lack of a second motion.
1: There are no second motions. There is only one. In strict parliamentary procedure... Not that Christy Haswell or any of the remaining county commissioners in Sheridan County understand what those two words mean, but that comment would have necessitated a point of order because there is only one motion on the table. So this is your first clue that the county commissioners in Sheridan County didn't come up with this on their own. They were coached, presumably by a lawyer either the county attorney, the deputy county attorney, or one of their other redcoat attorney pals. You might say that I'm being a little bit picky, but I'm not. That is an error that somebody who is not familiar with parliamentary procedure would make, and thus... It wasn't her doing, it was somebody else that coached her to do that. Really, their whole argument at the end of the soundbite that I just played for you is, well, I'll just play it for you again so you can hear it.
0: Some decorum in here, please. While I appreciate everyone's courage to throw their name in the hat, it does not automatically mean they're qualified.
1: And there's their argument. It's not that they couldn't make a decision, it's that they wouldn't make a decision. As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, who is Christy Haswell to determine if somebody is qualified or not? This is another example of her inability to read, specifically Wyoming statutes. (laughs) I'll get there in just a second. But she told Sheridan Media the exact same thing, and I'll play it for you in just a second. But first... A completely egregious profit timeout. (music) Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for any type of metal structure, whether it's a barn or a garage or a roping arena or even a giant warehouse for your business... The two guys that you need to talk to are Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. They're the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else, and they definitely do a much better job than anybody else. So it doesn't matter what type of building you've been thinking about. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Do you like guns? Things that go boom. If you're a gun nut like I am, you should really check out Gunrunner Auctions. They're one of the nation's leading online auction houses, and they're celebrating their 26th year. They specialize in estate firearms. Scott Weber, the owner, first travels to the estate and appraises all the firearms for the heirs. He then takes them to his Cody Auction Facility, where he and his team research them, sometimes getting factory letters from the Cody Museum about each firearm's history. Every month, beginning on the 7th, Scott and his team post 500 fine firearms for sale. All of the auctions start at 20 bucks, and there's no reserve. And they almost always have a wide variety of ammunition and gun accessories. So it doesn't really matter if you're looking for a new firearm or if you just need some ammunition. Check out GunRunnerAuctions.com. New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And don't forget about the Thursday live episode, which begins every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn. Really, any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Christy Haswell and you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing as a Sheridan County Commissioner, well... You can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself, just like you should have been doing before you insulted every single Sheridan County voter. And now, back to the verbal horse-whipping that the Sheridan County commissioners absolutely deserve. Continuing on her escapade of insulting Sheridan County voters, here's what Christy Haswell told Sheridan Media. We really felt
0: that these three candidates did not get elected the last time they ran, and it wasn't even close margins. My closing statement was just that in the last election, Sheridan County voters did not support any of these three candidates, and we didn't feel that as electeds, we were doing what the public wanted by nominating one of these folks. The folks there from the Central Committee and some other Republican folks were not happy. You know, I think we were called a coward and, and they would see us in court. I was hoping we have a little bit more civility in a meeting like that, but unfortunately we didn't. But
1: No kidding. If they had been elected, you wouldn't be having this conversation now, would you? But the truth of the matter is all of them ran for office and all of them got votes. And let me just get this straight. So the only thing that makes you qualified to be selected to fill a vacancy is if you ran for election and you got elected. That's absolutely idiotic. And it's not a legal argument, at least according to Wyoming statute 183524. And here's where we get to the other parts that words mean things. Two plus two equals four, not five, Christy Haswell. But here's something that you should have read before you opened your mouth yesterday at the Sheridan County Commissioner's Meeting. Wyoming Statute 22.3.102. Qualifications. In statute, Christy Haswell, words mean things. You don't get to interpret them for your own purposes really, to be qualified for that position, for you to exercise your statutory duty to select one of them, an applicant needs to meet the following qualifications. Be 18 years of age, be registered to vote for the party that previously held the office, to not be a felon, and in the case of Sheridan County, to be a resident of Sheridan County. That's what that word qualified means. You don't get to determine what it means for your own political purposes. And if you think that, in the words of one of my favorite senators... I mean, that's a special kind of stupid. Yep, it sure is. Earlier, I read to you how this thing is supposed to go because the county commissioners failed to do their duty. It'll go to court, and a judge will make a decision. Now, what the Sheridan County Commissioners are hoping is that the judge will side with them. That they'll pick one of their liberal commie pinko redcoat pals. Unfortunately for Christy Haswell and the rest of the Sheridan County Commissioners, our legal system doesn't work like that. It works on precedent. You know, judges look back and see if there were any other instances of where this situation may have occurred in the past. And because we don't like to reverse precedent on a whim the way it should end up, is exactly how it has ended up numerous times in the past, where there's been one group of people that think they get to decide what statute means and what it doesn't mean, and they get to pick whomever they want to fill a vacancy. Unfortunately, that's not exactly how it's worked out in the state of Wyoming. Allow me to give you one example. The case of the Fremont County Coroner in 2021 from County 10 News, July 14th of 2021, in an article entitled, Commissioners Must Choose Coroner from Candidates Interviewed, Chief Deputy Coroner Ivy responds, And I quote, At the July 13th commissioners' meeting, three individuals, Larry DeGraw, Carl Falcon, and Joseph Lucero, were interviewed for the position. These individuals were chosen by the Republican Committee, which was required by law to do when a member of their party leaves the coroner role. In this case, Republican Mark stratt After hearing the interviews and testimonies from both the presumed frontrunner of the job, Chief Deputy Coroner, Interim Coroner Erin Ivy, and her many supporters, the commission decided to officially request more qualified candidates. Skip a couple paragraphs. Quote, The list of candidates provided stays. We have no choice, stated Commissioner Chairman Travis Becker, Quote, By law, the commission has to go with the three names provided, reiterated Commission Administrative Secretary Becky Enos. End quote. And how did they arrive at this momentous decision? They consulted their legal counsel, of course. And there are several other examples from across the state. The Sheridan County Commissioners are not the first group of redcoats to think that they can thwart Wyoming statute and defy the will of the voters. And that point deserves a little analysis, too. The county commissioners don't get to decide who deserves that position or not, or who is qualified or not. They have to follow the law. And the law says that the party that controlled that seat that was vacated gets to choose three candidates. And then the county commissioners can choose from those three. If the governor of the state of Wyoming cannot get around that law, then neither can the Sheridan County commissioners. And as for being representative of Sheridan County voters, all of the names that were submitted to the county commissioners ran for office, and all of them received at least some votes. But the truth is, that doesn't really matter either, because we live in a representative democracy. In Sheridan County, 84% of the voting populace is registered Republican. The Republican Central Committee is made up of precinct people that are selected by ballot to represent the rest of those Republicans in Sheridan County. And those representatives of all Sheridan County Republicans selected the three people that they thought would best fill that position. The Sheridan County Commission doesn't get to deviate from the law just because they didn't get to choose one of their redcoat buddies. And really, that's the only option that redcoats have, trying to subvert the law for their own purposes. It's true that those people on the Sheridan County Commission did win their seats with Republican support, but undoubtedly, the people that won that election lied to a great many of their constituents about their personal beliefs and their political ideology. If they hadn't, they wouldn't have been elected. There's one more piece of this whole Sheridan County Commissioner's thing that I want to tell you about. I contacted all four of them last night to try to get some comment from them as to what they meant by being qualified. Here's the message I sent them. Quote, this is David with Cowboys State Politics. I'll be running a story tomorrow about the Sheridan County Commissioner's failure to fill the vacancy created by Alan Thompson. Chairwoman Haswell stated the three candidates are not qualified. Could you please explain what was meant by not qualified? What did the four of you mean? The deadline for this story is 9 p.m. tonight. Thank you. So only two of them responded. And basically all they said was no comment. Christy Haswell's response said, I've got more comments here at Sheridan Media and then pointed me to the Sheridan Media article. But isn't that amazing? They stood before Sheridan County voters yesterday and said that the three candidates were not qualified. And when asked directly what that means, they refused to answer the question. They don't think they're accountable to voters, clearly. But let me tell you why they really wouldn't answer my question. Because they know that it's a crappy argument, that the real reason why they didn't select anybody is they didn't like any of the candidates. And because Chairwoman Haswell stupidly opened her mouth and said that they're not qualified, that completely negates any legal argument they may have had, however flimsy it might have been. And how completely disingenuous could they be? They sat atop their ivory-towered perch in the Sheridan County Commission meeting saying that three people were not qualified and yet when asked by the press to explain what exactly they meant, they said, no comment. Now that really tells you everything you need to know about the four Sheridan County Commissioners that are still there. When Christy Haswell said this.
0: While I appreciate everyone's courage to throw their name in the hat, It does not automatically mean they're
1: qualified. (laughs) Really, what she was saying is you simpletons cannot choose your representatives. You're not qualified to make that decision. We know better than you do. Only we are qualified to make the decision on who gets to represent you and who doesn't. They thumbed their nose at our electoral process and our representative democracy. They obviously don't believe in it. They clearly don't think they have to follow the law that those are rules that apply to thee, not for me. Now, I know I told you at the beginning of the broadcast that we were going to talk about Ogden Driscoll and Albert Salmers's dumb op-ed in the cow pie, but I'm running a little short of time this morning. In fact, today's episode is already uh, a little bit late. So we'll cover that on tomorrow's live episode, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit on Weekend Update. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns... At the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.